You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week, oh man, this week we have a very exciting very exciting episode. This is the best way I, I, that I can think of to kick off the new year. Very exciting stuff for me. Uh, very exciting stuff for all of you because this episode probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't get like 18,000 messages saying, oh, can we have Elizabeth Teeter back on the podcast? Um, which is, has happened a lot recently. And uh, I'm very grateful for the feedback. And I'm so grateful, even more grateful, that uh, I was able to bring your, uh, I guess, dreams to fruition it's not like dreams i mean it, it's not that serious but um i'm glad that i was able to make it all happen for all of you because i know this is kind of the content that you want um so here it is uh we have an incredible guest it's the person who is absolutely killing it <laughs> no pun intended in the hit broadway show beetlejuice playing lydia deets you know starring in the role not a big deal um we have elizabeth teeter on the podcast today very exciting stuff we had just done a reading together uh the, i mentioned it a couple weeks ago the diane warren musical uh the songwriter very very fun elizabeth absolutely killed it elizabeth played a young shoshana bean and we were just getting into it on the podcast and then we had t- technical difficulties and we didn't know what kind of where it left off uh and where the episode kind of like jumped but i guess we'll have to find out because we were recording long enough and so i was just like you know what send a little like thank you over and uh thanks for listening and whatever and then we'll call it a day but uh yeah we just got done doing a diane warren musical and she was absolutely killing it she was playing a young shoshana bean so incredible and uh, a young diane warren of course for that matter um but shoshana bean was playing diane warren so it was a very very fun uh episode and a very fun uh now after working with her you know this episode was way easier as i got to know a little bit more about her and you know we were more comfortable with one another and we were kind of just you know going off of one another and having a fun conversation all about beetlejuice uh this episode is not your traditional uh take about episode where we talk about every or not every accomplishment because that's kind of like impossible but like all of the accomplishments and everything throughout a person's career and the journey of how they got there and what kind of advice they'd give and all of that is really what we try to do um but here with elizabeth today it was super fun because we just get got to have a normal like conversation was not much of an interview at all and it was fully about Beetlejuice and it was all about uh you know what's happening over there what her journey with that particular show has been and uh it was an absolute blast I mean Beetlejuice you all probably know Beetlejuice closes this Sunday so um 
I couldn't think of a better time to have Elizabeth on the podcast. Not only is she going into her final week, or are they in their final weeks right now of Beetlejuice, but also she's kicking off the new year with us. So um, very exciting for for me and all of you. I know uh, you all love Elizabeth. So thrilled to get her on again. And uh, yeah, so I won't do a crazy long news segment, but there are some things to talk about. Luckily, there's not too many like breaking news stuff. So I just have a few little notes here. And uh, we'll turn it over to the Broadway news, shall we? First off, we uh, very exciting stuff here with the holidays happening. Uh, we love the holidays here on Broadway. Uh, Broadway is like uh, getting a concert for for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you may celebrate that you get presents for. You know, you you may get a Broadway show or you may get a, a trip to New York. And when you're in New York, what do you do? You usually go see a Broadway show because why not? That's kind of like the spectacle of New York. So very exciting uh, announcements when uh, we heard that multiple shows broke box office records in their respective theaters this week, including Anne Juliet, Funny Girl, Beetlejuice, and they uh, Lion King announced that they had the highest grossing week of their entire run uh, on Broadway, which was very exciting. Somehow that wasn't a broken box office record, uh, or they didn't like kind of share it that way. They kind of just said that that was the best week that we've had. And then we had some news from over at Piano Lesson, where Piano Lesson was the highest grossing show of an August Wilson play, which kind of blew my mind because there's a million August Wilson plays uh, an absolute playwright genius. So uh, that was kind of shocking to hear, but huge congrats to them. And then, of course, Hades Town became the longest running show in production in the Walter Kerr Theater. So very exciting. That was like all time in the Walter Kerr Theater. So that was really cool to see. Very exciting stuff with all of those shows. Congratulations to all of those shows. And congratulations to all of you because we here at Take A Bow absolutely love when you all are going out and supporting the arts and supporting Broadway because um, without you all, there would be no Broadway and there would be no art. So uh, shout out to all of you going to see the Broadway shows, going to see uh, and support these wonderful performers and these stories that are being told. Um, hopefully this will continue to happen as, uh, you know, things kind of get uh back to normal-ish? I don't know. That's like so weird to say because what is normal? Like there is no... Okay, now we're getting deep. <laughs> this is therapy for me, y'all. Okay, so moving on, uh, a couple other notes here. Parade was looking like a shoo-in for, uh, for a Broadway transfer. And this may have come out last week um, and I could have done it on last week's episode, but uh, it's still circling around. So it's still pretty relevant in the sense that uh, Parade is still looking for investments in order to transfer into a Broadway run. I sh- am shocked because I thought... I, I'm still pretty. I'm pretty confident that Parade will be on Broadway. Um, there are just a lot of investors out there, so kind of like the cry to help may accelerate the process of the producers' work and finding investors and everything like that. So interesting stuff. It's something that we all should keep an eye out on because it was so good at city center and so many people wanted to go see it and didn't get a chance to see it. So, uh, shocked that if it wouldn't come to Broadway, but I have high hopes and I have a good feeling that it it will eventually come to Broadway and we'll see what happens there. Maybe not as fast as we all wanted it to be, but, uh, no doubts in my mind that it will come for sure. Another note here, paradise square. There's been a whole, I mean, Every time we mention this show, it's always like something 
crazy happening in the show. Um, but uh, no, it you know the show is no longer running. It was part of the. It was the show that uh, had a lot of legal issues where the producer was not pl- paying the cast, and there were a lot of things not being fulfilled, and they had to immediately like shut down. Basically, well, they had also recorded this cast album, and they weren't paid for the cast album. I think I've talked about it on here before. If not, I've just been uh, talking about it with friends who are, are in the show, and I can certainly and hope to get them on to, to talk more on this topic because it's quite interesting actually they recorded the cast album and they didn't uh th- that's like overtime pay usually or, or a separate like little benefit pay um and they were not paid for that or anything like that so because of that they had to halt the release in the cast album as they couldn't release it because the actors and artists weren't getting paid for it so you can't release something that's not being paid for. Well, despite all this legal issue, the show's composer, Jason Howland, released 13 tracks on his Instagram. So he is in charge of this cast album. He really has all of it on his computer. And I've been explained that uh, he was the one that really said, this is my music and we are not releasing it until the artists are paid and respected fully. So he's been a big advocate for uh, the legal justice when it comes to this show in terms of both himself and the artists and the performers involved. Um, So for him to do this, there's got to be a motive behind it. It's an interesting decision. Maybe he's kind of just generating buzz and hope that, uh, I mean, the music is so good. Like everyone should go check it out on his Instagram. It's just Jason Hallen. Just search that up on Instagram and you'll like, find some of the music um it's his 13 latest posts they're all videos it's amazing like he wrote an amazing score here and um so maybe he's kind of just kind of getting paradise square back in the news again in hopes that it'll lead to a little light bulb in the producer's mind or something or an equity someone like can intervene here and and pay the actors for for the time being and hopefully make the money back from the cast album i don't know there's a lot to unpack here and i don't have the answers to all of it um so i'm kind of just like jotting out my perception of it or my guesses so yeah there's that and uh you know We'll see what happens with it. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. That show is so fascinating for so many reasons uh, because of everything that's happened. But uh, anyways, I'm moving on and uh, I'll continue to keep you all updated as we go. So with that being said, that is all I have for this week's little news segment. As I mentioned, not too much craziness happening um, or like breaking news, I guess, happening, but news nonetheless. And uh, with that, since it is a bit of a longer episode here with an hour with Elizabeth, which was just a blast, like we kept on saying goodbye and then we kept just like, talking you know it was we had a way too much fun and we talk about alex brightman and the concussion going into the final week we talk about her favorite memories we talk about her favorite songs and all of the things so we have a great chat and there's a lot of not only is there like it's it's kind of personal to her with the with her personal experience with the show and i know that all of you beetlejuice fans are gonna go crazy for that because you genuinely just love that stuff uh when when people leave those little tidbits out there in the world so i know you all will enjoy this episode but there's also a lot of key moments to to take in and to learn about and just the sense of how to take care of yourself as a performer you don't have to be at like 
the Broadway level or whatever to take care of yourself as a performer. You know, like when you are in a regional theater or whatever, like, and you're starting out, you know, you feel like you have to go above and beyond. Well, there's a sense that going above and beyond means you have to give 100% every day. And in order to do that, you have to take care of your body. And there are moments where you have to pick and choose when not to give 100%. So that when it does matter, you can fully give that 100%. And that was a really important conversation that Elizabeth and I had more directly afterwards, but um, which is why I'm sharing that with you now. But it's definitely in the podcast where you'll kind of hear that kind of the conversation alluding to that. So I just wanted to make that clear. And there's so many other things that uh, I, I don't want to give it all away. So I'm just going to turn it over to her. But uh, I really know that you all are going to enjoy this episode. And you all asked for this episode. So I'm thrilled that I was able to to bring it to you all and thrilled for Elizabeth's kindness in, in doing it ahead of their final week. So without further ado, here she is, Elizabeth Teeter, Curtain Up. All right, folks, we are starting off the new year with a special episode from the ET Squad. Our special guest was on the show almost exactly 100 episodes ago, believe it or not, which is crazy. Um, Since then, she's been starring on Broadway as one of the most iconic leading lady roles currently on Broadway, Lydia Dietz, in the fan favorite, Beetlejuice. You all asked for this. You know her. You love her. Everyone, welcome back to Take a Vow, Elizabeth Teeter. Hi. Hi, what an intro. Thanks. Yay. Oh my God. No, I'm so excited for this. Um, this has been a long time coming. I knew you had to come back on the show because last time, I can't believe it's 100 episodes ago. That's like, I know. That was like, ago. it was, it was like 2020 lockdown yeah. times that we were chatting. Um, I Which feel is like, it feels wild. like so long ago. Yeah, it, like 100 episodes would be like almost two years. Congrats on 100 episodes. That's really, really cool. Oh, my God. Well, thanks. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. and um, But, you know, we've had – it's a rare occasion that we have uh, a repeat guest. So um, oh, you're wow. a part of that special group of like <laughs> Annalise and, and Max von Essen, and that's about it, really. Um, so yeah, you're, you're special, but, uh, yeah, so let's talk because last time you were on, we, you know, you talked about your career as a child actor and you were Mm -hmm. in a million Broadway shows when you were a kid (laughs) and now here you are as an adult, um, and you talked about your intro to theater. So now here we are and you're in Beetlejuice and you're doing the thing as an adult. Talk to me about, you know, you knew that, uh, when we talked that you had a brief little history with Beetlejuice, but we weren't sure if we could talk about it. Um, So just talk to me about this wild journey that you've gone through with Beetlejuice. Yeah, it was nuts because I think, yeah, last time I talked to you, I I had been offered the role in 2020 um, in a flurry of quick Mm -hmm. auditions and things. And I was in the room for about literally three days in the rehearsal room. And then we shut down due to COVID. So it was never announced. It was, I think it was supposed to be announced the next, the following, literally the following week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and excuse me, everyone, I'm, I'm recovering from being sick. So I might <laughs> cough in and out. <laughs> oh, December great. really did me in. <laughs> new year, new me. New year, new me. That's what <laughs> no I'm saying. Sick. No sick. No sick, no sick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I came on and it was just like, it was bizarre because I, 
was literally in rehearsals in the studio rehearsing the stage management when we got the call that Broadway was shutting down. So they were like, we have an hour left. Want to run through act one? And I was like, I guess. And oh so we, God. you know, ran through what I knew, but I learned in like three days. And then, um, yeah. And then it was very much like see you tomorrow, maybe, but there was just this feeling of like, I don't think we'll see you tomorrow. And I remember I went back to the apartment I was subletting at the time and I like did the whole, I went to the grocery store at like 11 PM and was stock, like stocking up. And I was like, ah, and I called my mom and I, I was like, I think, I think I need to come home. Like this seems oh. serious. And after a couple days, um, I remember texting stage management and was like, I can go home, right? Like, we're not going to be back for a second. And there, that was the time where it was like, we're going to be off for two weeks. And then that turned into four weeks. Right. Um, yeah. And it's wild. Like, I remember, I remember I went home and I was, this is like open in the news now. So it's not like a secret, but I remember like, I went home and our director called me and was like, yeah, like, we want to do a pro shot whenever we come back, like hopefully around this time, like in a month. And so it was very much like, great, I'll go home for a second and then, you know, come back and do the show. And then that eventually turned into a year, two years. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Crazy. So it was bizarre because I also couldn't um, say anything. You know, if you think about like anyone who's listening, uh, things you have to keep a secret. It's usually about a week or a few days, um, mm -hmm. sometimes for bigger projects longer than that. But I really couldn't say anything except to a few friends. And it was also like such a lesson in this industry of like, you never know what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. And then, um, you know, I kind of was offered the role twice because I went in and sort of re-auditioned like a year and a half, two years later, because like I, we as actors really didn't know anything. Like we didn't know if we were coming back. Right. We had no clear information about a theater. We didn't know who was coming back. I didn't know if I was coming back, if they were going to recast all of this stuff. So it was like when I got offered it again for the marquee, it was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And also I feel like we all changed as people over the pandemic. I mean, I know like, especially for like young adults, like two years is, you know, 18 to 20, like you feel like a different person. And so it was just bizarre to kind of hold on to Lydia in the back of my head and not really think about it too much. Um, I really didn't touch any of the material. I didn't think about it because you don't want to get your hopes up. Yes. And there was so much like other stuff going on in the world that was like we really didn't know when broadway was coming back so um to finally be able to be like i'm doing this and go into the first day of official rehearsals um was insane and i i also think it all worked out in a better way in that um we all got to rehearse together so anyone that doesn't know when you're a replacement in a broadway show you usually just rehearse in a studio with like a few people. So like stage management will like be reading all the parts and blocking you out. And then you'll maybe go and rehearse with a few understudies on stage. And then you're, you have a put in, which is where like you're the only one in costume and everyone shows up <laughs> um, in their regular clothes. And you basically do the show in costume and then you're thrown on stage. So um, to be able to have the actual like four to six week rehearsal process and put the show together again like it was the first time and do table work with 
um, Alex Timbers and Alex Brightman and like talk about the show um, in a way that we all felt like we were starting at square one together was like right. such a great um, process. And also just in terms of bonding with everyone, it felt, I love rehearsing too. So it felt special to be able to um, do that. And it was, yeah. So I think it all worked out. I think you touched on something that's really important that may not be talked about enough is that like how bonding a rehearsal process can be and really like yeah. taking the time to like find things for your character, find things with your scene partner that yes. you're going to perform with every night and just have those little things that like all of that um, on stage chemistry and developing that mm -hmm. and all those little like jokes that you may do that just yes. just for you guys as actors yeah. not for the audience you know like all of that stuff develops and just like helps your character helps you as a performer get through the show like all the things absolutely it's so important yeah so like it would have been um i would it's interesting to think about how it would have been to i'm sure we would have all bonded throughout the, the process but um especially with a, a role like lydia that is <laughs> such a big role like it would be so i feel like it would be very I'm sure jarring to everyone and like an adjustment for everyone, including myself to like suddenly have someone new, just like, all right, see you on stage. Right. <laughs> I like remember uh, I went backstage to like meet a few people before the shutdown and I ran into Alex um, Brightman like in the hallway and we chatted for a second and he was oh like, I'll see you on stage. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like I'll see you at the put in or whatever. Yeah, so um, and then that turned into uh, like a whole uh, weeks of rehearsals. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we got a lot closer, I think, when we started the run because, you know, rehearsals are crazy and, like, we did spend time together and stuff. But um, the way, like, the dressing rooms are set up in the marquee is strangely isolating because it's a new theater. So, like, uh, it's, like, very modern and everyone is upstairs super far away from Alex and I. So we kind of only see each other backstage. Oh my and God. so, like, we, we have a lot of time to spend together. Um when we're not on stage, which was the majority of the show, but in terms of like before, <laughs> in terms of before and I intermission, et cetera, um, right. which is so much fun. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And having your own dressing room, hello, come on, start the show. <laughs> I felt so like I, I never had my own dressing room. I, no. I always shared it with dogs. Um, that was the right. audience. They were like top four. <laughs> I honestly like. It's funny because people we can't have people backstage due to COVID, but I'm sure if people came back, they would laugh at me at how not decorated my dressing room is. Oh like some people do like a whole thing where they get like wallpaper and a new couch and this and that. And I literally was like, I just need somewhere to lay down and that's great. Um, right. It's huge though. It really is like too much space for me. Like I remember walking in and being like, this is absurd. I don't need all of this. It's like bigger um, than your New York apartment. You yes, it's like, a little, it's like a mini apartment. There's a shower. Like oh I, I, I felt so spoiled. Um, I, I have like it. two little, like a, like a room and then kind of another room. It just felt like it would have been the perfect place if we had guests that we could bring because it's like a living room. Um, there are these awkward New York pillars like in the middle that like oh. make it really awkward to like decorate yeah. um so you know it's sad because we're closing we're starting to like clean out our dressing rooms and i'm like oh this is easy i don't have that much stuff right yeah, <laughs> i don't have that much perfect. stuff um i have a lot of beautiful artwork that everyone has sent me and, and letters Aww. and things but um other than that it's really quite for me not that fancy <laughs> 
I love it. That's so fun, though. Like to yeah. experience all of it. Just the, it seems like it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, everyone mm-hmm. in the show is just so grateful to have the show in their lives. You know, we yeah. talk about the fans being some of the best fans on Broadway. Yes. You know, like you guys are the most dedicated people I think I've ever encountered. Seriously, and I then yeah. like across Broadway, I think everyone like can vouch for that you know like there's no denying that Beetlejuice has some of the best fan base for sure yeah I mean Um, like I know I know it's sad we're we're closing again but in in all honesty the fact that we came back in the first place the show came back in the first place is a huge thing yeah and then in like the world of COVID and pandemic where it's like really hard to get people to see shows like the fact that we had a nine ten month run is I mean, obviously, we should get run longer, but like, it's, yeah. it's a really like I think amazing accomplishment. With um... when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. That everyone was able to make that happen. Absolutely. And it's funny because, like, when you got the news, like, that you guys were closing again, like, was it kind of, like, surprising? Because, like, for me, and as an audience member, it seems like nothing could just stop Beetlejuice because they always, like, <laughs> figured it out, you know, figured a way to yeah. keep going. Um, I think, uh, yes and no. I think. I think not too, too surprising in just terms of how large the marquee is. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting thing because like in technicality, we are, we were like selling more tickets than, or like more tickets than Hades or something like that. But like sure. the, the size and the capacity of the theater is just so large that um, it is difficult to fill um, and we are filling it. Um, right. But uh, I think everyone was sort of expecting, you know, January is a rough time for shows anyway. Um, so it, it's hard because yes and no. Because I also think like it could run for longer in terms yeah. of like if the if the theater maybe wasn't as big. I'm not sure. Right. I don't know. I don't know all the technical things like that. But um, you forget it's a business until like it stuff is. like this happens. Yeah, you know? it really is because it's like it's such a beloved show, and I think people. It, it's a. I think it's a show. I mean, I'm biased because I'm in it. But also, <laughs> in terms of, like, as an audience member, I always like to tell people, I think it's a show where it, there's a lot for everyone, yeah. um, whether you're coming and you like the music, whether you like the spectacle of it, um, the jokes. It's kind of a good um, everything show, if that makes any sense. But uh, yeah. we, were, we were really lucky in the fact that we got a pretty decent closing notice. Um, a lot of shows I know have gotten, you know, like a week or two weeks or um, a month. Um, and we got, we found out, you know, four months or so, September, October, five months before. So wow. it's kind of allowed us to, you know, be like, okay, well, we have a lot of time to make 
good memories. And, you know, we have, we still had Halloween. We still had the holidays. We still had all this, um, I think more time to process, um, than some other shows. So that has made it, I think a little bit easier in a sense for people to, uh, to come to terms with all of that. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I say we normalize that because, like, Please. the yeah. fact, like, almost famous and, like, all these <sighs> shows that are, like, okay, and, like, Ain't No Mo and K-pop, like, literally, they're getting, like, the same week. They're, yeah. like, okay, we're done, and it's, like, Yeah, um, I mean, it's Almost like, Famous is closing the same day as us, and they found out, you know, last week instead of, right. <laughs> you know, it's, we found out in September, so it's just, um, it's it's sad. It's, like, a lot of things are closing right now. For sure. Um, um, yeah. Well, it was awesome because I actually was at your first show. Oh uh, no! Your, <laughs> Not what? the first one. <laughs> no! Oh my god! Oh no, my gosh! Stop it right now! Stop it right now! Because your first show, like you would have thought you were with the show for years. Oh I gosh! Mean, so, thank you. Yes! Oh my god! Thank Are you, you. Kidding me? No, it was so your your professionalism was clear on stage. I mean, the love that you had for it was so transparent. Like everything, <laughs> you you were just up there living your life, and everyone was eating it up. That audience. Oh gosh! Was thank crazy. you. Yeah, the audience was insane. It yeah, was nothing like I've ever experienced. Really. Seriously. Um. So I'm curious because you know, I mean, just to run like be in a show for nine months is is yeah. a rarity as is. And we we see that now, especially lately you know what you brought into the first week is probably different to what you're bringing in and how you prepare and everything from this last week that you have in the show talk to me about you know what you have found through your character or what you've been able to discover as a performer or whatnot to carry into this last week yeah um definitely gratitude like throughout the whole thing um this show has been like the biggest learning experience I think I've ever had in terms of like, it's been the most amazing and most challenging thing that I think I've done. Um, I mean, eight shows a week is, is no joke and I've done it before, but, um, with a show at this scale, it's really hard to know what that is. And, and, um, I, in all honesty, like I had a moment, um, after opening, you know, like all that adrenaline comes out and you're like, Oh my God. And we had a day off or whatever. And I remember I called Alex Brightman and I had a little moment of like a little moment of, um, I don't want to say fear, but just like this daunting thing of like, Oh wow. Now we have this, now we're open and we have this daunting show that we got to carry for an extended amount of time. And who knows when, and I kind of called him and was just like, I'm a little overwhelmed, like emotionally, um, that we did it. And then also now this like feet in front of you of like, all right, now you got to do this every single day. (laughs) And that's like an exciting thing, but it's also like, okay, like that's, that's a lot. Um, and he is like the best friend and mentor ever. And was like, I've had the exact same thing. Like, he's like, I called my parents after school of rock and had the same moment when I opened and like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. You're, you, you got this. And that was like such a great moment. Um, but yeah, in terms of like this, this last week, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a different performer. It's just like you, you learn so much from, from doing any show, of course. But, um, I think this show, I think in anything you do an extended amount of time, you find more nuance every night with your character. Um, I feel like I know Lydia very well at this point. And I also feel like in terms of my body and my voice, I know like 
this show has taught me about like pacing and how you gotta like how you have to maintain something, um, not just, you know, one or two shows or a week or like whatever, but like eight times a week for nine months. And um, especially like this show has been insane because we started doing, if people don't know what, the, what five show weekends are, <laughs> um, oh my God. It's, it's instead of doing two shows Wednesday and two shows Saturday, one show Sunday, we have like a normal week and then we have Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday. So essentially you're doing over half of your shows within like 43. 48 hours. Um, so it's like five shows back to back to back to back to back. And you kind of just go home and sleep and then like come do it again. Yeah. So like doing something like that, which is like so physically demanding <laughs> since May is like really taught me how to like also mentally prep of being like, all right, I got to go on this journey. And, and Lydia has such a journey like that, that mm-hmm. I think, I think that's also the the thing that I'm, that I've been reflecting on a lot of like, the, the gratitude that I've had in getting to play a character like this is like so special and that there aren't a lot of characters that exist like her for someone my age that is like, she's not a princess. It's not about her finding a relationship. She's not a kid either. So it's like the kind of in between of like young adult who's grieving and sad, but she gets to be clever and funny and also have like heartwarming moments. It's kind of like, all of this wrapped into one musical, which is just like such right. an amazing, amazing gift. Um, oh yeah, there's so much for you to play with, you know, as a performer. Yes, so actor. much to play with, and I think like this final. I think like going back to like the first week in this final week of like the first week, I think I was very much trying to uh, prove myself still, and not not in that like no one has put any external pressure on me in terms of like the company or like things, but like in terms of, of myself, uh, putting pressure on myself of to like deliver a certain thing or be, I don't know, no one's perfect. But like, I think this last week it's like kind of throwing caution to the wind and just being like, ah, I just want to enjoy this and like do this for me and for us and for obviously the audience, but just like, what can, what can I do to just love every second of, Lydia do you know what I mean yeah of course oh my god that was like a rant and a half but no it was great you really brought it home there at the end it was it was like oh it was like a little (laughs) warming oh oh my god (laughs) I didn't even mean it sorry (laughs) she's warm okay (laughs) (laughs) no you sound great um not warm as like we did Eli and I just did a workshop together um which I was very fun, but like I definitely questioned saying yes when I had to show up at like 10 a.m. on Sunday morning <laughs> before it. before Matt and I was like, shows. <sighs> I said my first. I was talking with Cobra, one of our cast members who was in it with me, and I think I was like, I think the first line I said during the table read was the first words I said that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that that it it be like that sometimes, oh you know, like oh, it's tough. It's a mm. lot. You add two shows. You, even doing one show <laughs> is like a lot, and then you're doing two yeah. shows plus a workshop. It's a yeah, lot. Like, but you killed you know, it. The, oh, thanks. It's oh been like God. also so fun, like so grateful to be doing anything. You know. Yeah. I also sure. feel like theater is so funny. I don't know if you feel this, where it's like you'll have like three weeks of your life where it's like you have no time to breathe whatsoever. You're doing like three things at once and then you'll have like a month where you're just like doing nothing. (laughs) Yep. 
It's like, what is life? You're like what not auditioning. Doing? You're like, oh, I'm never going to work again. And then you're like, suddenly have like three auditions all do the same day no, in 24 so hours. And like so four real. essays if you're in school. You know what I mean? Like- no, literally. <laughs> everything happens at once for some reason. Yeah. Um, you have like the finals week. Yes. Like all the it's always like the worst timing. Yeah, no, for real. Alex but- told me, he goes, you know what you should do? He's like, plan a vacation. And then you'll get a job. (laughs) He's like, you plan a vacation and the moment you plan something, something else is going to be like, you can't do that anymore. (laughs) I know that's what I'm going through right now. I'm like, should I do this? Like, should I apply for like a summer internship? And then I'm like, what happens if like, I got to be out for a weekend or like a reading or something, you know? It's so hard. Like working is so hard when you're not doing a show in terms of like, you're like, how... I saw a TikTok the other day that literally put it in the best perspective, but it was like when I'm working enough in theater to not be able to have like a full-time job otherwise, but like I'm also not working enough to not have a full-time job. Right. It's like that in-between moment where you're like, okay, how do I, what do I prioritize? <laughs> no, it's so true. And like, you know, is there a right answer? Like no, it's, it's probably like not. you drive yourself crazy trying to find the answer and it's just like, you know, yeah, maybe you there's can't. not one, you know? Yeah, you just got to like go with the flow. So true. Um, anyways, <laughs> going back to Beetlejuice, we yes. here take about, you know, we love bowels. Um, oh yes <laughs> so i gotta talk to you about this yeah. little tradition that you yeah. started and like fully is like blown up on like sure. oh my gosh how did that come about with you and alex just, yeah like, making that um, fun stuff? it really just came out of nowhere um i think like the first one of the first things we did is just like we kind of just like skipped downstage and then we did like the wizard of oz step downstage or like something funny like that yeah and then it just kind of kept getting more uh elaborate (laughs) and it really was just for us like it was just something fun for us and also we didn't tell the company so they started getting a kick out of it and then we started going like why don't we just make this a thing um really just for fun and uh it (laughs) it just became such a fun tradition of also just like on the harder days of being like okay what are we doing for bows um and like it became us like rehearse everyone would laugh at us because we'd like everyone's like, why aren't you taking a break? Like sitting down at intermission, we're literally in his dressing room, like rehearsing um, what we're going to do. Your bow. Um, Yeah. Like (laughs) creating choreography. Um, And honestly, so if people don't know, yeah. So we, uh, since months ago, I don't know when it actually started, but we were like, let's do a different bow every single night. And I have a whole compilation that like, hopefully I'll share when we're closed. I'm still like collecting more bows, but like, of people that have sent me and it's quite insane yeah (laughs) um but yeah and also halloween was like the biggest trick of all um my god which is my favorite one of my favorite moments of the year and also like i it's also one of my favorite moments because this was like back in august or september before we started doing the vows consistently i remember i like turned to alex and i was like you know what would be a great like thing for social media or like like I know our fans like to be involved so like they like when we post things or whatever and I was like you know it'd be really fun is if we could somehow switch costumes and like take a picture together like on the set and just be like happy Halloween like it it just felt very like fun and I feel like Lydia would wear a suit like Beetlejuice would wear a dress like it could work for sure and um and so that was just like an idea in my head and everyone was like, yeah, that'd be fun. We had a, we had a, a stitcher, Sarah, um, 
Sarah Dixie, shout out Sarah Dixie oh if she's listening, god. who Brilliant. was like, oh my god, yeah, I'll totally like help you make them. Like I love sewing, blah, blah, blah. And then it got to the point where we started doing different bows where I like went into his room and I was like, you know what would be even better <laughs> is if we didn't <laughs> we tell anyone and it. came up for bows in our costumes. And and I remember we, we kind of talked about it and then like stage management came in and was like, is this actually something you want to do? And we were like, 100%. And so like, we had to like, we had to send pictures to like our design team to get, cause technically we're wearing costumes on stage. So we had to get it approved by them. Oh, we had to have wow. a quick change rehearsal. Cause like, it's such a quick, quick change. Right. And like the whole time we never told a single cast member that we were doing this. Oh, and like everyone on and like social media was like, you should switch wigs or costumes. We were like, no, nah, that's not possible because like, it really didn't seem like it would be possible. But, um, so the whole time we were like, I don't know if this is actually going to work because of how fast everything has to go. But like the second I got changed and like, we got on the lift together, we were like this, <laughs> this happened. Yeah. And it was just, the, we have a video of it, but watching it back, seeing everyone's reaction is really it so was funny. Brilliant. It was amazing. That was like highlight 2022 of being able to pull off this stunt that we started talking about in like September. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think you realize like what actually like goes into that, yeah. like getting it approved and everything. Yes. I totally like didn't even well, think about that. And it's just like, I think that represents the epitome of this company and cast of like everyone is so fun and like funny and has such a great sense of humor and it's like when everyone you have a group of people that are like down for a bit or oh, like think sure. it's funny but they're also like so excellent at their jobs like the costumes were so great and then we got these professional photos done from one of our company members who like does wigs and so it was like the whole thing like it was like this funny idea in my head but then it was executed so well because everyone's so good at their job Oh um so That's it was amazing. just like this company is just the equivalent of of bits uh yeah like makes it so fun yeah it keeps it so fun it keeps it fresh every day you know like keeps yeah. you on your toes you know it never gets boring like that's yes. kind of like the love and and kind of energy that you kind of have to have after doing something like yeah that. this company is the best like it's gonna be so hard to leave them because it's like i've, I've never been a part of a company that is so i think um. close and like fun and genuinely and everyone's like everyone seems so nice i'm like everyone is so nice like right. <laughs> it really is true right that's awesome do you is that your favorite bow then you would say the bait and switch yeah i think yeah. the bait and switch is my favorite i also like i'm partial like my 21st birthday was celebrated yes. um and they like were really special and and the carpenter surprised me like cutting out the, these 21 and like giving me a sash and it was really i got really emotional just because i was like i like, you're already emotional on your birthday, but then also reflecting that, like, I can't believe, like, I get to celebrate my birthday, like, doing what I love at the scale on Broadway. Like, my younger self would never expect that. And then also to just feel, like, so loved by my company and, like... Alex saying we were giving like Broadway care speeches at the time. And so him being like, it's her 21st birthday and like having a whole audience Aww. of people like cheer for you on your birthday. And yeah, it's just, I'm so like, I was literally like in tears. <laughs> yeah. So that was probably, and then like, I had randomly people like, what's your favorite? And then like random underrated ones of us just being like giving yeah. like, knuckles or like something, something that maybe is like not so funny to the audience, but just like funny in our memory. Cause we were like, it's so stupid. <laughs> for sure. 
um i i have to say just going back to the birthday there's nothing better than being sung in like a seven part harmony backstage of a broadway show yes you got like soprano you got like everyone like it sounds like amazing everyone's in the same key it's so amazing and then you go home that night to your friends and family and And you're just like oh happy birthday (laughs) yeah i'm a twin so i'm used to like sharing my birthday so i always feel a little bit awkward when people sing to me just because i'm so used to like singing like to someone else and being like oh don't don't look at me <laughs> right oh my god um, that's so interesting. But yeah um having that celebrated on on broadway was and like 21 is such a big birthday too that it was just like i'll always remember my my 21st um, exactly on broadway yeah and, and it was crazy you know something else that happened which is like i mean that was one of the groundbreaking news stories but uh lately there was one that Alex suffered a concussion in the show. Yeah. Um, so sadly, he's uh, still out of the show right now. Yeah. Which is um, crazy. Yeah. He, he he has a concussion. Something happens like with automation and some other stuff, which is really scary. And these things happen um, in live theater. Um, and the timing is just really unfortunate because we are closing. So um, we are really fingers crossed he can come back as soon as possible. And But it's right. also like... You know, uh, concussions are scary and serious, so we're just trying to be careful and make sure he's um, yeah all okay. And and it's it's also um it's a big lesson in that I think some people don't understand that we can't guarantee we'll be on. I know everyone has been very supportive of understudies going on, but like you know, sometimes you get a message of like I traveled all this way and you weren't on, and it's like I'm so sorry, but also like. When people ask me if I'm going to be on, I say yes, but also maybe not. Like I couldn't guarantee like getting the flu. You can't guarantee an injury. And right. and something I've learned in this experience also is like you have to take care of your health. Like yep. that is the most important thing. Like I, I didn't call out for six months. Like I literally didn't miss a show. I was the last person to be gone. Like I did 150 or something in a row oh and gosh. was lucky I never got sick. But um, that and then I took a day off. But <laughs> <laughs> but like when I first got sick, it was like, you know, your body, ca- it catches up to you and you really got to be like, okay. And so for me recently, it's like, I've missed more shows recently closer to closing, um, which sucks. Cause I like being there, but at the same time, I am so in tune with my body now to be like, no, you're not feeling well, take the day and you'll come back feeling better. Cause right. I learned the hard lesson. I got really sick in October and I got really sick in December and I got I got really sick when we had to do the Today Show, which was a very fun experience. Oh. But like I was out and then I came back to do the Today Show, and <laughs> it oh was it was like so hard. Like at like three thirty a.m. Yeah, three thirty a.m. <laughs> it was not like I hate watching it because I don't feel like it was my best performance, but it was like you know an experience I didn't want to miss. But then also yeah. like I tried to come back to the show too soon, and it was like your body's like this was a mistake. Um, so as much as we hope anyone can come back it's like you gotta really take care of your yourself first um, it's just so hard also because like i absolutely i love our understudies and everyone that goes on but it's it's you know alex created this show so um right you know that it's last week different. is so is the last week is so um special that it's we're, we're fingers crossed you can come back and also we we just have such a great time together yeah for Please get better. Um, so that... sending everyone send good vibes. I don't yes. know when this is coming out, but um, <laughs> it'll come out Thursday, so everyone has time to send good vibes. Yeah, send they good vibes to Alex. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, is that Cobra though? Is that who is understudy is? 
Um, Cobra and Will. Cobra, okay. Will, Blom, and actually Elliot just recently went on. We had an I extra. Yeah, because yeah. um, Cobra was out with COVID, so it was like oh, it was like a bad timing for everything. But um, it was really special because Elliot has been a part of the original company for like seven years, and yeah. just recently was added as an understudy. So he got to to go on with him and, and have him go on for the first oh, time. Oh, how it's fun is that? It's always an exciting experience. Um, yeah, it's always fun and different with a new person. Um, uh, so yeah, but it's, it's, you know, it's a different show, um, yeah. which is a great thing. And also, you know, fun. You're so mature when you, when you talk about, you know, just the show the oh, industry <laughs> and, and, and your health, like seriously, no, yeah, it's, it's great. And I feel like that's part of like, you know, when you're a kid, all of that stuff's overlooked, you know, like yes. you don't think about any of it. Yeah. You, you just think you're going to the theater and you're having a little play date. You know, like, yeah, but it's like, it, this has really like been a, a lesson in that like, it is a job. And I think people right. forget that if like, it's, it's, it's a job and like, you're so happy and grateful to go every day, but it's also hard sometimes. And I've been like t- talking with Talia, um, who's in like, who's Elphaba right now and Wicked. Yeah. We've had a lot of similar conversations about like, um, especially right now with so much sickness going around, it's, it's like, you've got to really take the time that you need or even just like being fatigued like that happens like like um even with good technique or even with um you know doing things properly it's like your body's gonna get tired and you're gonna you need to take a second even mentally to just be like away for a second um that's been another aspect i think that people like i know the company is like sad we're closing but it's it's really hard to be in a show right now with covid and with a lot of things because like I don't really have much of a social life outside of the theater in terms of also just being safe. And like, we still have the rules of being, if you get COVID you're out for 10 days and that's a long time. So it's like, we keep testing twice a week. So it's like this last week I've literally been like, everyone was like, what did you do for New Year's Eve? And I'm like, literally nothing. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Nothing. I was like, I don't want to risk getting COVID the last week. I mean, things happen. You can get it anywhere, but it's just like, uh, every week you're kind of like crossing your fingers. Like, Oh, I got COVID my first week. Actually. Um, I got COVID tech. Oh my god! Um, yeah, was kind of a good timing because I didn't miss shows like headed into it, but it was like I remember I showed up and was like, "This is I don't I don't know if I feel too well." And then oh coming boy. back, I had to do like our first run throughs. I was in this like insane medical mask that made me. I was like, I cannot breathe. Yes, we. I remember talking to you about this when we were doing it's the reading, and you were just like, "It was great cardio, though." Like, it, was it was great, great cardio, workout. and then you take it off, and you're like, oh, "Air." <laughs> This show is so easy. Literally, it felt easier um, than like being strapped in a mask, being like, like before home, I literally was like, you know, mom, and I'm like on my knees, and I was like, get breathe. I literally stopped. I told them I was like the end of dead mom. I was like we were doing a run through, and I had the mask on, and I literally just, I just stopped singing. I was like, I'm not gonna try. Like, yeah, like in this mask. In this mask, there was no reason I was still healing from COVID. I was like, I am not about to try to yeah. burn my lungs out. <laughs> oh, my God. It's insane. I was like, Mama, won't you send a sign? Yep. As you should. <laughs> you know, that, that's another thing, too. Like, the whole, I like, said, I'm going home. Like, Period. <laughs> period. That, but that's another thing, like marking, you know, like as a kid, it's yeah. like overlooked, you know, like yes. take care of yourself, people yeah. who are out there, you know, like it's yes. so real. Leslie Kritzer told me the best thing that was like, sometimes you have your A show, a, whoa, A show, B show and C show. Like, oh, for sure. Like you're always going to give what you can that day. And like in terms of like whatever you can give 100% that day. Because it's like, or that show, for instance, because it's like, sometimes you got to like pull back a little bit and like do what you need to do. And the audience most likely won't 
know notice that much. Yeah. Um, you might, but it's also like you got to with a show that is this um, long, particularly for Lydia, it's like you start out with dead mom or whatever. And then you're like, you got the whole show slash like the whole last 30 minutes. You kind of just don't stop. So it's like, all right, pace, pace, pace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tricky with, with um, being a performer because we are our toughest critics, you know, like there's no oh, 100%. denying that. Uh, but uh, odds are is you're still amazing and you still oh, gave you. an amazing <laughs> show. So no, oh, no thanks. Surprise. Yeah, no, I mean, it goes for everyone. Seriously. It's just, uh, we have to, it, it, we're so hard on ourselves, but, uh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, get out of your head and, and just be in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's a really important piece, I think. Um, so let me ask you, because we, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about Beetlejuice and everything. I want to talk a little bit about you and then like, I'll let you go. We're talking um, about Beetlejuice? Oh. Oh yeah. What is that? What's I've that actually show? never heard of that show. <laughs> never um, heard of that. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Elizabeth Teeter, I mean, it's no secret that you and Tego Bell are, are big fans of each other on uh, social media and TikTok. Yes, and I'm always like your first like. I know, I'm obsessed. <laughs> you always come up on my page, like always... right when you post. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's just great minds think alike and we're like on at the same time. So, um, And then it's great because like you're like interacting in the comments and then everyone's like, what's Elizabeth doing in the comments? Like it's I'm hilarious. Like, I love Tego Bell and I like Eli, so I'm, I'm being a friend. Oh my God, you're so sweet. <laughs> what's she but, doing here? Right, she's a supporter, okay? Okay. <laughs> I know. I love it. Um, but uh, it, it's so cute. Like everything that you do, like on your social media too, like you have these interpretive dances, you're doing okay. so, your songwriting, yeah. you're, you're doing like all these fun yeah. things and expressing yourself as you, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the, it's the mm-hmm. times that we don't see you as Lydia and you can yeah. like, really express yourself. Um, I see you doing opera and all the things like, Oh gosh, thanks. It, yeah. It's just so it's crazy. Cause you don't see that side of you as a performer unless you're on those like platforms. Like what is your favorite way to like express yourself and, and yeah. the times that you're going through? Um, I think I have a weird, I think social media is a weird thing because um, on the one hand, like, I think I've had to be uh, kind of checking in myself about like, okay, what do I want to, what do I want to share that is authentic to me, but also not sharing too much that feels like a personal invasion. Um, But also like my goal, when people ask me like a goal or dream role or goal as an artist, and it's like, I don't want to box myself into anything. I don't want to be be typed as anything and like Beetlejuice is an amazing experience that, that I'll always carry with me but it's it's not something that I um always want to remember be remembered for just for Beetlejuice um right. because we are so much more than like one thing that we do and I think um it's been such a grounding factor for me to still like tap into the other creative sides of myself and and like uh like even just like um singing wise, like in all my lessons, we kind of work on like opposite music and a lot of like legit stuff and soprano things that I enjoy singing just because it's, it's so different than Beetlejuice. And, yeah. uh, uh, and that's like, I think it's an important thing to like remind yourself that you're not just this one show or this one thing that you're doing. Um, sure. and so I like slowly started to share more apprehensively. Um, but also know. like, it's, it's, it's such a fun way to connect. And also, um, I don't really care about followers. I don't really care about, um, I don't know. It's hard to say you don't care what people think. Cause that's not true. I think we always care about what people think, but, um, 
I have a lot of other other passions and, and interests like songwriting and dancing and, and seeing different things that like I think I'm excited to lean into more when I'll have more time like once we close um right. so yeah it's been like such a, a fun thing and it's also funny because I think uh when people see you as one role for a long time like I like it's it's you know, hard to get that out of their mind of being people being like, you're blonde. (laughs) No, seriously. Oh, or like, you know, um, keeping your options open about, um, what you can do. And, and as an actor, like, I just want to, it's really hard for me to even say like what a dream role is because like, I just want to try everything and, 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 uh, keep learning and doing different things. And um, my friend and I are like writing a show right now or we're trying to. So, um, just, I think it, I think it makes it, uh, it's hard because theater and acting, there's a lot of, um, I think subjectiveness or, or like, you know, am I good enough? Am I, am I this? Am I that? Um, I didn't get cast a lot of rejection and all this stuff. So I think for me to feel, uh, like most like myself, I have to like continue to just create things for my own happiness and being like yeah you know even if I'm not working right now or this or that I still love to sing and I still love to write and I love to to dance and for me dancing is like I don't get to dance a lot in the show but dancing is like such a release for me of even just like turning on the amount of times I just turn on music in my apartment and like dance around is like such a fun I love uh, that fun release um I always joke I wish I got to like I was like where's the dream ballet That I would be doing ballet backstage, which people like laugh about. They're like, like Lydia is a goth like ballet dancer. Is like I don't know something so funny. That's for the show where Liv- uh, that uh, Lydia actually like jumps and then like she's in heaven and she's like <laughs> oh doing God. the ballet sequence <laughs> on oh, her I way to like, heaven. Like, and I kept laughing that like Lydia would be like unexpectedly like I feel like she has random interests and things. I feel like she'd be like, yeah, I've been in ballet since I was six. Like, you know, oh something so random, like, so kind of, like, eh, about it. But then she's, like, really good and really likes it, which is, like, so, like, opposite of. But it's funny because, like, it, this is kind of a random note, but it's, like, the thing I love most about Lydia is I think there's so many, like, quirks about her that's not just, like, I'm an angsty, annoyed teen and I hate everything. Because I feel like that's, like, not true. It's, like, she, 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 like she's weird and, like, she's different and not, and, and that's okay. And that's the thing I love most about her. I'm like going a little rant about her because yeah. like, I love this character. It's like, she says, I myself is stranger than usual. Of course the line everyone knows, but like the whole show, she never tries to change herself. It's never yeah. like her trying to like make friends or her trying to fit in or this is like, no, she's sarcastic and she likes her photography. She likes all this stuff. Like she likes ghosts and weird yeah. things that like bring her joy, but she never, she never apologizes for that. And I think that's something we like tried to reach into is like, where is her joy and her lightness? Cause like right. she has that side of her that's not just uh, gloom and doom all the time. For sure. I mean, I think Lydia's So I very- think the like ballet would be such a funny thing for her to be like, yeah, I do ballet. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just casual. It's fun. Um, like she'd like totally be like eh, about it. I could see it. I mean, I think that there's a lot of depth to Lydia. I mean, there's so much in there, and I think that's what makes her so strange and and weird yeah. from the you know superficial kind of like front when you first mm-hmm. know her. But then like when mm-hmm. you really get to know her, it's like wow, like she's in there and she's just like 
channeling all this stuff and trying to process it you know it's, yes. it's a beautiful character for like so, so many, many people like so many people connect to her and like have, like fans have like like young people have and have and teenagers have like connected and so many messages i received of just like um how much i relate to lydia and yeah. like i've lost someone important or like i don't sure. fit in and like all of this stuff and it's like such a such a cool thing to like um see a teenager on Broadway that is, uh, you know, in, in that kind of her own kind of standalone category, which I think is why it it, like, hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She'll keep living on in the world and regional so production. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> you're you like are. a little role, role model for all the, oh, all the girls out there. That's so fun. <laughs> um, okay, well, last thing. Let's play a little game if you're cool with it, and then I'll let you go. It's called A Few of My Favorite Things. Um, oh. I don't know if you're down. If so, um, sure. I have a couple uh, questions. Um, okay. okay. It's, we'll do like five of them. Okay. <laughs> Favorite song? Oh, oh, this is hard. I have a lot of weird favorite, like, random songs that, like, don't mix genre-wise. Um, <laughs> I really like, I really like Photograph by Cody Fry. I like a lot of his music and, like, like orchestrations and stuff. Oh, I, but love, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who that is. Like, that'll also be like, I love Beyonce. And, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, queen. Okay, well, my top, my tops, my Spotify rap yes. was kind of embarrassing my top song like my top five songs were all harry styles um i mean i will i will admit it like as it was was my top song i listened to that multiple times a day um whose was it yeah so like it's nothing it's nothing niche or cool or like underground (laughs) it's literally harry styles but i can't be embarrassed because he's good so (laughs) what do you think lydia's favorite song is oh my god i don't know song wise but it definitely would be some sort of like Here's the thing. It could either be like some total like rock band yeah. or something, but it could also I feel like be like something so unexpected. Like she's like like some random like classical piece that she finds like interesting, and you're like, wait, what? For sure. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. That's at least like my interpretation of Lydia. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I see it. It, it. A nice little like um, 
you know, slow song, a nice little yes, outlander, like a symphony, you know? like yeah, of course. But then she's also like jamming out to like rock. I feel like she uh, like Steven I did Tyler the, like, and I think she's like doing like the Wednesday Adams like Fosse oh, kind of like, crazy sure. dance in her room. Oh my god, iconic! I want to see that. Um, <laughs> that should be one of your bows. Oh my god! Um, I did. Well, I made a TikTok that like went completely viral on accident. Yes. Um, then everyone was like, "Do that for bows," and Alex was like, "There's no way I." There's no way. <laughs> like everyone was like, "You're like the Matilda dance trending." Everyone was oh, like, "Do yes. that for bows," and I literally, I was like, "Ah!" Oh. And Alex was like, "You think I can learn that?" <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't blame it. I don't blame it. <laughs> so funny. That's a lot. Um, okay, favorite warm up. Oh, um, I mean, like, just normal, like, lip trills. Like, I don't know. I like to, like, do a whole, like, body, like, like I don't know, just, like, jumping up and down, moving your body, like, sirens, like, all, like, the boring kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. I also really like tongue stretches. Like, if people don't know, like, stretching your tongue's a muscle. So, like, stretch it out. It feels really weird and you feel funny. But, like, stretching it, like, out of your mouth or, like, holding it or making movements, it's, like, it really, like, helps, like, loosen everything up. I you love watching stupid, you okay. um, warm up to Carrie Butler and and David. <laughs> yes, that's hilarious. true. I do I do warm up to them. It's like very different than like the songs I sing, but like I love it. Yeah, because <laughs> well, um, Carrie warms up. Carrie warms up to Invisible. She sings harmony to like my, my first oh, song. Oh my god, um, which is so funny. Um, okay, favorite in between show snack or meal? Ooh, um, I really like. I really like Pure Kitchen. I got that a lot. It's like oh. this cool, it's like this vegan place in Midtown. Soup. Um, soup is really nice. Um, also, snack-wise, I like these, like, think these, that's it. Like, um, they're these, like, fruit fruit bars that are, like, I like for, like, quick energy or, like, nuts or whatever. But my dresser and friend Marissa got me the most amazing gummy bears I've ever had in my life from Bucky's, like, in Texas or whatever. Or she oh. went there to visit her sister. And they're the best gummy bears and for my birthday, she got me like ten packs of them. Oh! And so we've kept them. We've like we've like rationed them out throughout like the run, and I have one bag left for the last week. Obsessed. And so like so like that is sometimes it's not the healthiest, but like I'm like sometimes I grab like a like a few like before I go on stage. You need to treat yourself. Come it's on. also like they're very moist. It's like kind of good for you. like like keep keep everything moist and like a little sugar. It Don't probably it sugar. probably like tastes like a pastel or something like yes, Brother's pastels, which yeah. you gave me during the um, oh my god during no, our workshop. Um, obsessed with those shout out yeah they they really do help huge hack um okay favorite what's a what's a favorite dance number that you've like been a part of like on stage oh honestly i haven't gotten to dance that much in shows i think that's like another like i don't know goal of mine is like i'd love to dance so i'd love to be in like a dancing show um this is very like more of a singing kind of thing, which I love to sing to. But honestly, beautiful sound. I don't dance a lot, yeah, necessarily. But um, beautiful sound. Um, also, uh, I mean, sixteen going on seventeen, like at the Muni I did, which was that was more dancey with, um, yeah. like got to like run around um, and do some like more ballet stuff. Um, but yeah. I have I to admit, I was trying to set you up there, and it, it failed. It failed miserably. <laughs> Wait, what were you I trying was, to get me I was set? going for Super Cal because of the oh, <laughs> oh, my God. How did, yeah, that's that's up there. Come Are you on. kidding? For like, sure. I still remember. I feel like I saw a clip that, where you asked Gavin if, if he remembers it, and I'm like, yeah. I, will always, I will never, ever forget that number. You can't, um, it can't, it can't leave your body. It's just That like is top. Like, I think that might be number one. Because also, we like. did it. You feel so cool doing it because you're like, no one can do this, like in the audience. And then you're like, I don't know. 
Yeah. That was the first thing that they taught us in rehearsals. Day one, they were like, forget everything you know. And then they were like, we're going to teach you this, like, step, like, detail by detail. And I don't, I'll never, ever forget it. <laughs> it was by far the thing that took the longest to learn. So it, it made sense to me yeah. like that they wanted to teach you that day one, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's one of those things that kind of just, like, you need your body Especially to, like... Especially it's, like, a 10-year-old, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, 9 or 10, it's, like, <laughs> and you, it, a lot. You can't learn it without, like, sleeping on it, you know? Yeah, day one, they're like, all right, drills. <laughs> yeah, drills, and then go home, practice it, go to bed, yeah. and then you wake up, and it's, like, kind of in your body. It's like I'm surprised okay. they didn't have – they didn't even have us try to learn that at the auditions. I think it was just too I much. know. I was surprised, um, too. They just made us play games in my we, audition. Like, I forgot we both did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you, when did you do that? What year I, is that? I didn't do it on Broadway. I did the tour. Oh, um, Okay. And then they asked me, and do you know Q Smith? No. Well, they asked us to go to Broadway, and then it closed. They like, oh, no. they were like, oh, I thought you were like, I said no. It was that yeah, stings. no. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I wasn't gonna say no, but uh, no, it, it, it crushed my Broadway dreams. But uh, it's okay. Oh. Um, and then uh, we got there eventually. But uh, yeah, I did the tour in twenty. 11 or 20 okay that was that was like kind of close like yeah because i was i did the closing so like yeah, yeah. It's so funny Were i'm you sure you'll aiden? never forget i was with aiden yeah oh my god stop aiden my was like my favorite like i love all i sorry michaels i love all of them but like aiden and i like i think he was my favorite and that we were just such good friends and like we had we got to go on for closing and like so stop much fun. And then we, did it, we got to do do it at the muni together that summer yeah, um, which was great, That's and honestly, nice. like it was nice because we all remembered everything. So they were like, "Great!" Like you know, you have eleven days rehearsal to teach these kids everything. Which, uh, so they were like, "Awesome!" You know the words, you know the music. Oh like uh, it was very fresh in our minds. So we got to do that, which was it's so fun to get to do the show again. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I'm with you, Aiden. I love that show. Honestly, yeah. I love Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is great. It's so. It's one of those shows that like is for everyone again yes. you know like everyone can relate show. to it i wonder if it'll come back to broadway i like, wouldn't be surprised and i wouldn't be surprised if they asked gavin to do it because he's done it like for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> literally from the start i don't know yeah. how he did it it's... and he was so fresh every single night like yeah. so like you would never know i like had such a, like a, like a little like fandom like crush on him i was like yeah <laughs> I was, I was just like, so I thought he was, you. I was just in my mind, he was Bert. And I was like, oh my God, like it's Bert. Like but being like 10 years old, I thought he was like the coolest ever. No, that's so um, real. Cause I definitely had a crush on our Mary Poppins. So that's, I, I, I get it. I get it. Who was your Mary Poppins? Uh, Madeline Trumbull. Oh yeah. Well, I think also like they, they, I don't know about you, but they kept the kids kind of separate. So like we didn't really see them that much. Like, oh really? Like I really only saw them on stage. Um, Interesting. And so I remember being like, oh my God, they're so cool. They're so cool. Oh my god, it's you're so way cool. older than me. Hi. I definitely had that with like so many adults in the co- like when you're a kid and you like you just like look up to them and like oh yeah all of this stuff which is yeah I mean still even like in Beetlejuice I'm like I look up to Leslie and Carrie and Alex and all of them it's just like yeah. the best uh, mentors ever. Oh my god, well I love that and um, everyone listening, you have what is it four oh, days no. to go see. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, I guess Thursday. Yeah, when Thursday, Thursday, Friday, You can Friday, go Thursday Saturday, night, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which means you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. You have six shows, though, which is four actually days. crazy. Oh, my God. Four days, six shows. Jesus Christ. Four um, days, six shows. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it in that perspective, right. Right. like we would show up on Saturday and be like, all right, half of our shows to do. We're right. like, oh, man. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like midweek and you're like, wait, we I haven't even always, gotten there. I would always joke on Sunday. I would come off stage in my dressing room. So it'd be like, all right, 10 a.m. dead mom. Like it's not 10 a.m. But like that Sunday morning, it does feel like 10 a.m. Oh, 100%. It's like you just woke up because <laughs> yeah, you just, you just did like, two shows. Me, me, me. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It's brutal. Um, yeah. But everyone, go see it. Uh, go go catch the final performances. I try to go because I want to be there for like the final battles. Like I try to oh, go do yeah. that, but uh, they they're like sold out. They're you so, guys are selling. Yeah, you know? we're like, we're selling. I mean, there might be some last minute like lottery or like day tickets or like whatever. But yeah, um, but if you I'm have to be insane. Um, <laughs> and also, just I'm sure like a lot of Beetlejuice fans are listening and like just to find like. Just a thank you to everyone that has like brought the show back and like supported everyone and supported me as a new cast member. Um, it's such a uh, an honor to, you know, everyone was very protective of this show and of this role and to be able to do that and has been such a such a gift. And you guys were the reason that we we came back and that we ran for you know as long as we did. So thank you guys and wow. thanks for supporting us. The love between the Beetlejuice cast and the Beetlejuice fan is so mutual, <laughs> and I'm obsessed with it. Um, the amount of art we have is insane. Like, go go see the fan art wall if you haven't oh. before it's taken. I don't know when it's being taken down. Probably not too long after, which is sad after we close. But like, it's just incredible the amount of, and that's not even half of our art that's just like on the wall. I say we make a petition that that never gets taken down. Yeah, just keep it up forever. That's the most beautiful thing ever. And it was so special too because we couldn't really do the stage door things like that this because of COVID. So like such a way to like get the fans involved by like putting their artwork up. And I mean, your talent, the talent is amazing. The things I've been sent, I'm just like, oh my God. It's incredible. I can't even draw a stick figure straight. Like I know. (laughs) I got a drawing of myself once where I was like, oh my God, like that's me. (laughs) Like really really amazing oh my god i'm obsessed i'm still obsessed with the story that they were like oh i didn't realize you were blonde that cracks me up because yes well i never get um well that's a funny thing too is like um before we sign off like uh i sometimes would meet people in the lobby and like friends or whatever say hi and i'd come down the escalator with everyone who just saw the show never once got stopped (laughs) never once got stopped also the best is i've gotten asked not once but multiple times to take photos of someone like in front of the thing Stop like it. i've been talking with 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 um like friends or like after the show and, and people have asked me and i think they might ask for a picture and then they're like will you take our, our picture in front of the wall like having no clue they just watch me on stage that um, is brilliant or like walking out of the stage where i kind of run quickly in my car just to like covid and like i'm tired like whatever like, i'll wave and like say hello but like the amount of times it like takes people like to realize that it's me because i look nothing like lydia Oh, like my, my blonde God. hair and little like like pastel coat like running out and everyone's like wait 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 what your pastel blue coat right? yeah like so opposite i love um, it which is so funny but like people crack up when i say that i've gotten uh asked to take to to be the one to take the photo which yeah. really just kills me or like my friend came then to see the show and she wanted a picture of me in front of the mural and we asked people who had like playbills and like no one said a thing oh my god next time you should just like do a selfie and they'll be like what the hell i know i always get a little nervous though like like when i'm going out with everyone just because i'm like i don't want to hear like you know people talk about the show and i'm like i don't want to hear if you don't like it right. oh my god so um, true. which is so so hilarious but i'm i think we're gonna try to uh at least come out and like wave um the last few shows even if we can't sign anything just because we've had a lot of people standing out there to, to try to say hello and right. so i'm sure like leslie and some people will come out and just like say thank Aww. you 
well yeah. you, elizabeth i can't thank you enough for for coming on here ahead of your final week in beetlejuice oh, i'm um, so honored to be back stop oh my god we we all love you everyone listening i love you it's great to to talk <laughs> to you too. and chat all things beetlejuice and all the things uh break legs this week uh you have your thank first you. show tonight when we're recording yes um, of the week and yeah. uh craziness this is I know. soak it all it's starting in to feel real like it's like i got really i always get emotional anyway like during the show but i'm like oh my god i don't know how we're gonna make it through <laughs> like i'm already crying like on stage like like moments like being like wait it starts it starts to hit you at random points where you're like wait i'm not gonna have this moment again or i'm not gonna sing this again or i'm not gonna whatever of course um, you're is, totally making those mental notes you're like okay eight more yes. times till i do this you know i don't know like, how i'm supposed to sing home like i always cry anyway like i'm just every it makes for the best performance because it's going to be so genuine and so like sweet that everyone's going to feel it yeah and i think like the last show we all were like it's kind of throw caution to the wind like of course no one's going to sound their best like everyone's just going to be like trying to make it through and just being so emotional um so i'm sure it'll be a special (laughs) special memory i'm going to be like yeah, I don't know. I'm mess. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you got this. You're gonna you're gonna have a blast. And and shout out to all the Beetlejuice fans who have been so real from day one and so supportive for, to everyone in the show and keeping it around for mm-hmm. Elizabeth to be in the show. Congrats to you on like a hundred, like oh my god, guests and listeners. Like it's such an accomplishment to like have this podcast and like get all the people like. I mean, the amount of people you're you're able to get, like famous people, like Kelly Wahira, all these people. It's Elizabeth Teeter. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Come on, I um, wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's awesome. It's so much fun. We get to have like fun conversations like I this, know, and I know. Um, you know, it's I'm so happy we got to like do a little, like actually work together for a second too. Oh yeah, I know that was so much fun. Uh, shout out to Diane Warren and the Obsessed <laughs> shout Musical. Shout out to Obsessed Musical. We'll see you anyone who's like a producer out there, you know, <laughs> we, we're looking. <laughs> like comedic genius in this though he had like just like a Stop. few lines and he literally came on and was like hey girl <laughs> i had so little to Incredible. work with but it was so much fun hey you know? but you like, worked with it though <laughs> oh my god well it's easy when you're you're working with shoshana bean and you <laughs> oh and, my god and so What's many talented saying? people oh my god thank you so much eli for having me it's like such an honor to be on this podcast again um and hear me rant uh about I don't know, everything Beetlejuice and and theater and life. Um, Thank you all for listening. Um, Yeah, and I don't know, like, if I should say, like, if you want to follow me, that feels very weird. But, like, um, yeah, if you want to follow me, um, I'm at Elizabeth Teeter Official on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I feel weird promoting social media in that way. But if you're interested in following along and the rest of my journey that's where you can find me. and i'll be tagging you in all the things so everyone can can find you um on all the things in, in an easy way <laughs> alex and i always say smash that like button all right oh yeah for sure um well yeah seriously elizabeth thank you so much for doing this and break legs with your final week over at beetlejuice thanks again thank you so much you deserve Bye. to take a bow yay Take a bow, Elizabeth Teeter. That was an absolute blast. I, it was the perfect episode to have going in and starting the new year, for that matter, and then going into Beetlejuice's final week, a moment where all of the you listeners I know are big fans of the show. All of the Beetlejuice episodes tend to do 
like really, really well and uh, get a lot of traction from listening and messages and stuff like that. So no surprise that you all were like begging for her to come back. And I thought this was the perfect way to start the year and to, you know, send Beetlejuice into their final week with, uh, because I know you all are fans of. It was really, really cool to talk to Elizabeth about, uh, you know, her favorite bow. Um, it's really cool to to kind of have a conversation with her after being in the show and just hear how she's matured as a performer and as, you know, a speaker in general. I mean, if you go back to the episode two years ago or whatever, it was definitely not this in-depth or it was like very, very, uh, it's a different episode, you know, and the the pieces that she gave today were just so mature. And so like, you can tell how much she's kind of taken it all in, uh, how much she's learned from the other extremely incredible people in her cast in Beetlejuice, and kind of how close they all are, you know, all of that is so transparent when each and every one of them talk about it uh, about the show and about each other. It's really, really cool to see. So congratulations to Elizabeth for not only you know, leading the show for for the past nine months, but uh, to to be a part of it and to have an incredible run with the show. And, you know, those are pretty big shoes to fill um, with such a big character and to come in and just absolutely kill it every single day is just absolutely incredible. And um, so shout out to you. You know, in a lot of ways, this is like her breakout role. So it's really cool to see her really shoot off i guess and and having more uh awareness of her talent and it's cool to hear her say you know whatever i do next i want it to be completely different from lydia because i don't want to be known as like one thing like i don't want to be known as lydia so um whatever is next i'm very excited for i know all of us listening and here at take a bow will be cheering her on in whatever is next because this is just the beginning for elizabeth teeter so shout out to you and thanks for coming on the podcast this week and one last thing before i let you all go just want to send uh, as i'm congratulating elizabeth i want to also congratulate everyone involved in the beetlejuice uh company dana steingold is a take about family member i know there's I, there's got to be more uh sean mcmanus although he is currently on the beetlejuice tour so he will not be uh closing the show on broadway and i'm sure there's someone else that uh but shout out to everyone and shout out to everyone over at almost famous shout out to everyone at 1776 Kara lee diane jeffrey all of you are incredible people and uh incredible talents that i can't wait to see what's next and here we go here here's to 2023 everyone happy trails to those incredible shows and there's going to be a lot of happy trails going on this whole first couple months of of 2023 here at take a bow so uh stay tuned for that Anyways, thank you all so much for coming. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode because it, it was a fun one for me and hopefully uh, you enjoyed this one too. I know it was a highly anticipated one, so hopefully we delivered. And yeah, so thanks again for listening and I hope to see you all next week. We have another great guest and until then, bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network.
Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.